It's Aggie football time. Coming at you live from the Bar Top Banner headquarters in Cypress, Texas, this is the Giggum Guys with Josh Roach and Dustin Adler. Good afternoon and howdy, 12th Man fans. This is Josh and Dustin from the Giggum Guys from the Bar Top Banner studios and bar and grill and all the other fun <laughs> stuff in Cypress, Texas. Good to be here. Yeah, it is. Welcome you all for uh, episode number three. Of the Giggum Guys. It's it been is. three episodes already. It has. It has. Man, it's always a good time a to blast. get here. It is. It is. It's yeah. one of those things where uh, you look forward to it every week and just the hell with work, and this <laughs> makes it better. But uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Slain Irish Whiskey. Yes, Slain Irish Whiskey. They've been taking care of us. Got our second bottle here. So everyone take a look at that. Make sure you grab one of those bottles at your local liquor store. It is a gold medal winner in Ireland. And since it's Irish Whiskey and it wins in Ireland, they probably know what they're talking about. It's probably delicious. So. Um, it's a three cask made. It is awesome. So go to your local liquor store. Make sure you get a bottle. Show it on all social media to let them know that you are heard it from the Giggum guys and uh, are drinking enough for everybody. So Slain Irish Whiskey, check it out. Dustin, what a week. Oh, that it has. It was a special little weekend. Um, I think it's, uh, uh, last weekend that I think some people got to enjoy. Uh, some fun colors running around on a football yeah, man. field. Yeah, man. It was a spring spring football game this weekend. That so it was. It was uh, bringing, bringing <laughs> fans back into Kyle Field where they get Tw- to. 25,000 plus. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good yeah. showing for the for the spring game. And, uh, you know, it, w- it was good to just see Aggie football back. There was some, mm-hmm. some, some good things to see, some opportunities, and just getting ready for the new year just gets that excitement going. Everyone's yeah. ready. Exactly, exactly. Even though, oof, what have we got? 20-something weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's still, weeks. it's still still a while. still a long but. way away, but uh, it, it just gets you ready. That it does. Yeah. You know, so, well, you know, one of the big things that we have talked we talked about was the quarterback situation. And, you know, we all jumped on the Haynes King that bandwagon that, that it was, he was going to kind of – he was stand out and he was the true one. Who didn't? Yeah, who didn't? A spring game, though, you know, it's a little different than an actual game, just yeah. rushing and stuff like that, but – they were pretty damn even. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone had any type of separation. And no, statistically, no. Calzada played better. Yes, with the twos, than Haynes did with the ones. I know that kind of makes you wonder right there, like what, what's going on with their <laughs> O line, starting O line. It, it kind of makes makes you wonder. Even, even though he he was troubled, you know, a decent amount at times. I mean, it's good to see. Hey. Our secondary uh, defensive line in secondary mm-hmm. putting pressure, you know, on the first O line. That's good to see. Like yeah, you got yeah. some depth there. So I mean, I, I think I, I like that aspect of it. It showed the defense could possibly have a chance when the offense was down, you know, to help carry it this year. Yeah, yeah. De- the defense looked outstanding, and you know, th- there's not much, you know, uh, safety. Junior, Neil Junior, that dude. He talks a lot of trash, but oh, he is, he, yeah. is a, he, uh, he played lights out in, in the spring game, and yep. it, was, it was exciting to see. But it just, you know, we know the O-line is basically starting from scratch. Yeah. But, uh, but just going back to King, you know, even, even though when he had his times, we had a scramble and such, um, if his first read was off, you know, he did good looking back to the center of the field, looking in the middle and uh, getting the ball uh, down the field you know, at those times. So, he, he was making the right reads uh, yeah. mentally. So. He wasn't yeah. getting, um, you know, flustered with that. And I, I wouldn't expect anything less from Hayes King. Um, <laughs> just just a coach's yeah. son and the smart mentality and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. I wouldn't expect anything less. But, there were, you know, there were some drop passes here and there and different things. But still, it just wasn't, you know, I think we all just, even though we had said it, you know, freshmen got to give him time. I think we all had him on a kind of a pedestal thinking that he was going to kind of go, 
lights out and really show <laughs> some separation. It just wasn't. It just wasn't there uh, in the spring game, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that that is to be expected. Um, and he's a young man, like you said. So we're we're going to see some things happen. They still got several several more weeks to practice. Yep. Get together. Um, and just continue just to learn Jimbo's uh, ways, you know, and really get settled in. So. And the only thing that I'm not a big fan on these spring games is, you know, that makes it non-realistic <laughs> in, in going in. Obviously, there's rules and things, but yeah. we didn't utilize Spiller, really, you know, because no. we know yeah. he's established and you know what he's going to do, but a running back like that changes the game completely, A, and your mentality of how you're playing offense when you have someone like him behind the field. So I think that throws everything off, too. Yep, yeah, that and just our dynamics with our tight ends that weren't there. Yeah, the, none, none of the big uh, tight ends were there. Don't get me wrong, what, Max? Max? 46? Right? You sound like 42? 42 looks uh, like a little bowling ball fullback. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he played well. Laid some hat when he got the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, so. he, 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 he performed very well. Yeah. I think everything, you know, as a whole, it, w- it was a good showing. You know, A-Chain was running track, so yep. he wasn't there. Yeah. And Spiller didn't get a lot of love, a lot of pass protection, not so much handing the ball off, but – I think there is still a lot to be decided in Aggie land on who's going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, – there's some people missing um, adding that dynamic to our team overall. So, but again, it's a spring game, you know, and it's not full contact, you know, full velocity. Yeah. It, it is to an extent, but not always. So, that it's a different mentality and kind of what they're going through, so – yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a big difference, but, again, as we stated, it was exciting to see the defense looking really good. You know, they <laughs> yeah. put it in. The offense we line, we kind of already knew about it. But mm-hmm. with, with that quarterback, with, you know, both of them under 50% passing, yeah, you don't get a really great look at your uh, receivers either. So, you know, some of those receivers didn't get, didn't get as much, you know, the stats you wanted to see. But if you weren't paying attention and if you didn't watch the game, you don't see why. You just see not really being up there. And minus that 53-yard – uh, reception to kind of end going towards the end. I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot of explosive plays either. No, there wasn't. No, not not really. Just good. You know, there's some good executed plays, and then other plays that you know they just got to work on. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about being over the hump. There's just we've got to continue to as- execute. We've got to find a way to you know catch the ball. We got to find the open man. And mm-hmm. it's football. It's spring, so there's a long a long time to figure it out. But we've definitely. We know what our opportunities are now, and we've just got to yeah. rectify them. Well, and I'm going to reiterate and reemphasize, like I said last time, we are over the hump. Okay, I'm, I am claiming that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think I think we're very much over the hump in mentality and the thought process and just our systems. It's just yeah. execution, execution, execution. And spring ball is, you know, it's spring isn't a whole long practice. It isn't a whole lot going into it. True. You know, and then you have this g- spring game that the media and fans kind of build up more than I think it is. Mm. Um, but it's, it's exciting to watch. It gets you ready for football before a long break. And, you know, I, I do believe we're over the hump. I think we have good things coming. It's just we've got to – we as fans got to stay patient. The team's got to stay patient. Good things will come as long as we execute and don't yeah. make the mental errors. And we're just fundamentally sound. I think we'll be all right. Yes. No, I agree. But we're talking about fundamentally sound – you know, there's always the term, the trap game, the different game. The SEC West is just a meat grinder of a conference. You know, any one of these teams could play in most conferences and at worst be in the top 25 all year round. So, you know, we're talking about being focused, fundamentals. Is there a game on the schedule 
that worries you that you see that could be possibly um, a trap game? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a team that I've I've thought about. You know, further back when I was in college, uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. Gamecocks. Uh, they're and they're they're due. They're I mean, due, they're they're that's due, what I'm saying. They're due yeah. a win. They yeah. haven't they haven't beat us since we've been in the SEC. So. Yeah, but they are due one, and you know they got um, qu- quite the running duo uh, out there. Who, oh, what was his dang name? Uh, he led the SEC in rushing. Let, let me let me let me find his name for you. That's some awful research. <laughs> I have to do uh, filler conversation <laughs> now while you find this. Ke- Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris. Okay. Yeah. yeah so he. He led the SEC in rushing. So, uh, and then there's a a guy, Marshawn Lloyd, mm-hmm. who's a really outstanding running back. And I think between the both of them, you know, that they're looking at doing each over a thousand yard rushing. So that's it, scary. That, that's a crazy projection. So, I mean, I um, I know we lost Bobby Brown, just a big dude right in the middle. Uh, so, but we still got some good defensive ends, um, Leal. So. Always been excited about right, him right. since he's came on. So, I, I think as long as we can just stop them at the line um, and just keep them in check with their rushing game, we'll be fine. Um, we've always been concerned with our cornerbacks, but you know I think that's going to be uh, a little different this year. So I'm not too worried about their throwing game on us. So that's really the only team that I'm kind of curious what what could happen. Yeah, I mean that, that's a good one and. That's not the real one I'm worried about, but I think the same thing, especially when you think of them and and um, for me Arkansas, you know it's always kind of a close game, and we haven't <laughs> lots we ha- of overtimes. Yeah, lots of overtimes, yeah. and we they haven't beat us since since we joined in 2012. So yeah. like they're getting like there's just that time where it's due. Like they, they should eventually win a game, so yeah. that always makes me nervous. But I think my trap game, the game that scares me, is November 13th. We got Ole Miss. We got the Lane Train. And it's terrifying. Their defense is atrocious, so we sh- they shouldn't stop us. We should do what we want to them at will. But their out their offense is ex- outstanding, and they the the quarterback blew it up. Uh, Matt Carroll, man, he was a beast. Two hundred eight yards in the first half passing. Again, <laughs> he's going against a horrible defense, so you can make that argument. Mm-hmm. But the thing that makes me extremely nervous about this game is this is one week after we play Auburn. Yeah, it's going to be late in the season. We're coming off. We're coming off of yeah. a big team, a big, a must-win game with probably a lot of, you know, playoff big bowl game potential because yep. our, our yep. I mean, at that point, our schedule lines up pretty good. We have Alabama before them, but then really you've got Alabama, and then you've got Auburn, and then these guys, and um, LSU later. But it just lines up where we should have a pretty damn good record, if not undefeated at that time, going into <laughs> just a monster of yeah. a of a schedule, which really. Uh, Really makes me nervous, but yes, their defense is horrible. Their offense is outstanding. That that could be that could be like a sixty three fifty something game. <laughs> yeah, you <got laughs> very good point. Yeah, I mean, with it being later in the season, you you are curious as long as everybody's being healthy. But I'm with you on that. Um, we could be undefeated. We m- might just have that tough loss, you know, where we always battle out <clears throat> with uh, Alabama. You know, that's just always been our yeah one team, but. And again, we're with a hunt now. Yeah, so. I mean, we are, but you always got to look at these trap games. And and again, their offense has been great. And what does Lane Kiffin do? Being Lane Kiffin, he fires the offensive line coach because <laughs> there's stuff he doesn't see when his team played outstanding. Today, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was today or yesterday. <laughs> like this weekend, this guy was gone and they performed excellent. So like he he's getting ready. He, they've got yeah. the momentum. You know, I think we need to give Al a call. Let's get him on on this right, conversation. Yeah. Uh, see what he thinks about a couple different things. Um, for everyone that's going to be tuning in, we're calling Mr. Al Agner. 
Uh, this is our resident statistician. Hello. Al Agner, what's up, buddy? Hey, Al. Josh, Dustin, how are we doing today, fellas? <laughs> oh, you know, we're here working, hardly working. I'm hardly laughing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we're, I'm, I'm the happy guy over here. You're not at, you're not at Papacito's this week? No, not this week. Not on a Tuesday, man. It's our Thursday night gig. All right. Well, I'm glad we called you tonight. Hey, man, we just talked about trap games um, with, yeah. that we could possibly see. Dustin went with South Carolina with their dynamic duo running backs and just they haven't beat us yet, so you know it's getting to that time where they're just due a win. Yeah, um, I went with the November thirteenth game against Old Miss because we're coming off an Auburn, an Auburn game, and their offense is outstanding. Later in and the season, both good ones. Yeah, and uh, their quarterback Matt Carroll threw two hundred eight first half against an atrocious defense, but Lane Kiffin just he's a, he's a, he can be a scary guy. So that one was my trap game. What do you think a good uh, possible trap game for the Ags this year is? Well, I have one picked out, and I'm glad we're all picking different ones. Man, I'm going with Arkansas this year. <laughs> I, I swear, I swear, I go, I go. I think Arkansas every year is a trap game because they haven't beat well, us, and they play us so tight every time, and their coach is on the yeah. rise. Well, I agree. Uh, yeah, they do. We do play them tight every year, but this year more than anything, just because of what they were able to do last year. I mean, you know, Sam Pittman seemed to just come in and change the culture over there. I mean, they must have, all these players must have just bought in what he's selling. Because, I mean, you know, they improved, obviously, three games in the SEC, three wins in the SEC last year for them is a big improvement. But uh, but not only that, you know, even in some, some close losses, I mean, they they came within three points of beating LSU, yeah. lost to Auburn and Missouri by two points apiece. I mean, they were in a bunch of games last year, man. And I just, you know, if they keep that thing going this year, then they might be a tough one for us. Yeah. We'll see. No, good point. I mean, just – we're always worried about our secondary, and I think Traylon, Traven, Traylon Burks was their leading receiver oh, yeah. in the SEC. Yeah, oh yeah, he's beast. <laughs> so you got to worry about him. Yeah, I think I think it's that's right. In the SEC, you know, we're talking about it's a meat grinder. Everyone, everyone in this <laughs> league, for the most part, especially the West, could go play in any other conference and do you know well, be have a winning record if not better, and be ranked. So you, every every week, if you don't have your head on straight and ready to roll, it could be a trap game. You just never know. That's right. That's exactly right. All right, so this week, you know, we're going to stay on the offensive train of things. We're going to do, uh, you know, we were talking about our wideouts. We mentioned in the spring game, you know, we didn't get a good look of really anything because it's a different, it's a different format. You know, your your running back didn't get a lot of love because we had some questionables with our quarterback. We wanted to watch them um, with some drops <clears throat> and just overall not the best play from the QBs. You know, the wideouts. Um, you know, favorite wideout out. Who is your favorite A and M wideout ever? Oh, favorite one ever. Ever. Oh, I'm gonna have. Oh man, that's a tough one. But uh, I have to go with old Ryan Swope. <laughs> old Swope. He's on. He is on my wall on the there top left, Mister Ryan Swope. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Love me some Swope. He does hold some records. Yeah, yeah. He. That he does. Dustin, great, best receiver, your favorite ever. <sighs> Pretty easy for me, Mike Evans. Mike yeah, Evans. Yeah, love him. Love that guy. I mean, he's it. Only two years there. Yeah, he was only there two uh, years. Uh, so look at this, two years. I'm just gonna give some stats. Two years he had twenty five hundred receiving yards, twenty four ninety. That's right. That's two wild. years. That barely played football in high school. Barely in high school. Yeah. He was just over six hundred yards shy of Ryan Swope, who's the leader in receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, Mike. It's just he's a beast, and he's he's been a beast in the pros. So it just kind of shows. Two that each each year he played over a thousand yards receiving. 
uh, it actually holds the top two uh, single game receiving yardage. That's impressive. And then going to the NFL, he's doing got a work. ring now. Doing work, yeah. He's not messing around. Only only guy in the NFL to start a career as a receiver and has seven consecutive thousand plus yard receiving games. Nobody else. That's uh, a stupid stat right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like you said, you're not on my level. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He's he's in, he's in a he's in a different world. I mean, my guy, he's gonna he's also on my wall. It's gonna be Josh Reynolds. Oh um, yeah, there you I go. I love Josh yep. Reynolds, and he came in from JUCO and made an immediate, <clears throat> immediate, yep, uh, change. You know, he he holds the touchdowns in a season thirteen. Yep, he does. He's you got know, that record. He's tied for the second one with twelve his senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, he averaged seventeen yards a catch in his career at A and M. Can you seventeen yards? <laughs> That's a catch. impressive. And. In three years, in tw- in twenty sixteen, he had the most TD, y- most touchdowns and yards in the SEC. He had twelve touchdowns and uh, over a thousand yards receiving. I mean, the guy, the guy was incredible in his time. And I, again, if you know anything about me, I'm like the, I like the low key, not tr- talking too much trash. I yeah. loved when he scored a touchdown and he would just give him the thumbs up or the little <laughs> salute. Man, I am a huge Josh Reynolds yeah. fan. He hasn't had the, you know, the success that Mike has. He has been to a Super Bowl with the Rams. I uh, yeah. didn't quite get it, but. Yeah. Lo- love me some Josh Reynolds. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, and here's the th- funny thing: receiving touchdowns, he's number two. Yeah. Behind Jeff Fuller. Yeah. He was. He was. He was only. And he only co- played three seasons. Yeah. And he's again. Mm-hmm. That's that's some, that's a class of wideouts. So Al, where do you think we're sitting with the receivers we got in that room right now? There's again. It seems like we say it and it's redundant and we keep repeating it, but there is a lot of talent in that receiver room. Man, there's a lot of talent in this receiver class for sure. Um, but, you know, there, there's a couple that stand out, and most of them are young guys. I mean, last year, you know, we got we got hit with some injuries last year. Yeah. And we didn't see much from the young guys anyway. But the older guys, I mean, one guy that just was on track to have a monster season was Caleb Chapman. Yeah. I mean, this cat, they played three games, had 14 catches for 197 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> and most of that came against number four, Florida. Yep. Okay. I mean, he went nine for 151 and two touchdowns. He, I mean, uh, he, he, he ate his Wheaties that day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this guy is good. He's a big dude, and he can just flat out run past you. Yep. And, I mean, I'm really hoping he can bounce back from this ACL injury mm-hmm. quickly. I mean, I think he's on track. And, uh, man, I think he's, he's in line for a great year this year. But, you know, other, I mean, last year it was mainly Anaya Smith and Chase Lane that did the bulk of the work for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, other than that, Hez Jones had a couple, you know, a couple good games, made some good catches. Jalen Preston was there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they just weren't as consistent as uh, as we need them to be down the stretch. And, and you know, like I said, then, then you got the freshman that everybody wanted to see, Demond Demas. Yeah. And, you know, he just – he never got any playing time. And I don't know if it was because uh, – you know, Jimbo didn't feel comfortable with him knowing all the knowing the playbook yet, or what it was. But I mean, my gosh, that kid is a freaking nature. And if you throw that dude on the sideline and say, "Hey, man, just run and catch the ball," I mean, <laughs> he's going to run past everybody and be able to do it. You yeah. know, and that's, just run a go, run that, a post. That's yep. one of the things they were saying is that you know Jimbo <clears throat> was a little concerned that he had an oversimplified offense in high school, and that's one of the big things. On a mm-hmm. on a side note, do you know who was the coach of Chapman in high school? No, I do not. Mr. Aaron Troyer. 
Get out of here. Yeah, I he, did not realize that. Yeah, he coached him in track uh, when he was in high school. We were having that conversation on the phone the other day. I'm like, man, that's awesome. And he's just like, that kid could go. Uh, inside, I love it. He, he's saying that uh, the recovery is going pretty well. So we, he nice. should, he, hopefully he's ready, uh, ready to go at game time. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to him getting back out there. I'm hoping that him and Demas will line up on opposite sides and yep. just kill everybody. I mean, that, that – that's that's an Alvin Harper, Michael Irvin, Cowboys of the nineties on on split oh, sides yeah. right there, and yeah. then you have Anias running slot. Exactly. Oh, good lord! Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Lane just cutting it up too. So no, I'm, I'm with you. Both of them being deep threats, Chapman uh, and Demoss, and then Anias. You don't know where the heck he's going to be. Just confusing everybody. <laughs> that's right. Just, just with uh, and then with anybody else, uh, Lane. I'm, Jones. I'm really I'm really interested to see how Osmond slides back in as a receiver because he opted out last year. And if I'm and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, isn't he back on the team for his this year or am I wrong with that guys? Josh, I don't know if I've heard that man. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's right or not. I hadn't heard anything about that. Uh, I'm looking. That, right. I, I mean, I guess he's technically got an extra year of eligibility, but man, after he walked out on the team like that, I don't know how he'd be welcome back. Yeah, I'm looking it up as we speak. I saw mixed things a while back, but you saw what? I saw mixed things about that a while back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I had heard that, and again, I could be a hundred percent wrong. You know, you know me. I'm a. I'm a I work. <laughs> well, in, I, work, I work in the restaurant <clears throat> industry, so it. I mean, what it's saying right now, and this is just the basis of what I'm checking on my research. Um, he's six two two oh nine, and his current team is Texas A and M. Well, if nobody else is going to say it, I'll say it. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know how you walk out on your team like that and expect to get welcome back in the locker room. That's just me. Yeah, I think, but I think there's also a defensive player that is coming back because I remember last year there was some players saying the same thing about a, a defensive player, and uh, he apparently is coming back too. And I, my name escapes him. I should be a better re- research for this, but um, I'm pretty sure we have a uh, defensive player doing the same thing. So it's it's kind of hmm. I know it was a weird year, but I, I'm the same way. It's kind of hard to welcome someone back. He I don't know if he'll play. I don't know what the thing is, but to all to my knowledge, that he is still under. He's still at A and M, and he's still on the football team. If he did, well, I'll be damned. If, if he did, that would be you know kind of wild thing to see. Maybe Smith and him in the slots. And Chad well, he's gonna have a lot of competition coming back in. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He might have to earn his spot all over again. <laughs> Good point. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at another website. Now it's saying that he uh, had, was planning on entering the draft. Yeah. yeah enter, That's he, what I thought. Entered the draft. So, I mean, I'll do some okay. more research. I, I could have swore that there was one of, the, one of those seniors that, you know, you had Osman. I can't remember who we even had two years ago because I slept since then. But there was, <laughs> there was a couple of those receivers, and one of them opted out and was going to come back. I just – I could be 100% wrong on that. Uh, you know what? It might have been was it Cameron Buckley? Oh. Um, because he was hurt a lot last year. You know what? That might be what it, God, you're so freaking smart, he, Al. Yeah, it might have been him. He might have taken a medical red shirt and I think about it. And that might have been what it what it was. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I like I'm old Cam. I, yeah, I like old Cam. He's yeah, he's he's a veteran for sure and I know that dude can make some plays, so I'm that was one guy I was hoping can bounce back from injury. So we'll see. 
Who's a you know another guy? You know another guy that has been uh, turning some heads in uh, spring practice is old Moose Muhammad. Yep. Yeah. And I'm hoping old Moose can can pop in there and get him some playing time, man, because that dude's a stud too. Yeah, he's a freshman. Yeah, these. Yeah. I mean, wasn't I mean Chapman? Was he a sophomore or freshman last year? Which one was he? Was he a second? Caleb Chapman was a sophomore. He'll be a junior this year. Junior this year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does he get that red shirt because he didn't play four games? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. He would get a medical red shirt. Yeah. So he would. Mm -hmm. He might be our Jordan Shipley that played for thirty years (laughs) and gets to be an Aggie for a while. Shit, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Who uh, Who's going to be the one that is? your breakout receiver this year, someone that is going to – doesn't necessarily have to be the best receiver, but someone that's really going to jump out at people that they just quite didn't expect. Ooh, that they didn't expect? Well, I was going to go Demas, but I think everybody's going to expect him to jump out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess uh, maybe Moose. I say Moose Muhammad. I think he's going to uh, – you know, he's a young guy, and I think he's going to – going to force his way into some playing time this year. I mean, I think everybody expects Demons to come out and, uh, and, and, and win a starting job, but, uh, but we'll see. So yeah, I'll go with old Moose. I think, I think that's a, that's a heck of a choice. I am going to go ahead and go with, it's not that he's a, he's going to be a breakout. I, I'm going to go with Chapman just because he didn't have a, a long season. Yeah, and I, there think, you go. I, I just there think go. there'll be questions on him recovering from his injury. But also the question, he had all those yards in a few games, but 95% of it was against the Florida game. So I think people are going to wonder <laughs> if it was a, a flash in the pan or was, is this how he plays? And I think if he comes back to even 95% what he is, I think he's going to be a breakout for the team. And he'll be he could, he'll be number two or number three. I think if Demas gets to play, he'll jump in that number two spot. But uh, I yeah. mean, Smith is still the man. He's the, he's the one that's leading the receivers. But I, I think Chapman's going to have a great yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just really reaching out there with Chapman with you, but I mean, he's kind of got that deep ball. Th- well, he does have the deep ball threat, yeah. and that's kind of how Mike Evans was. Uh, he, Chapman's not as big as physical receiver as Evans, but I, I could see something like that happening with Chapman. Just when you got Anias and Demas and such, I, I could see him just coming in at the right times, getting the big yardage, big plays that happen. So that's what we saw. Yeah, 100%. I'm excited about this offense. And then you got Watermeyer and Cup that could throw off with their t- oh. with our tight ends. So, I mean, it's just – I can't wait to see we both can... those guys on the field together. <laughs> you know, and the we thing – We can wait to talk about that if you want. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's – that's an ev- we don't even have to tell you who's going to be better. It's just it, – it's so crazy because, you know, you think about Watermeyer, he was – you know, he was the second. No one was even thinking about him. And, nope. No. And, oh, yeah. And people kept talking about the, the monster from Brock. And what can you really say about him? Like this is that's Watermeyer's job. Yeah, like, no doubt about it. It's it's his team, and he's done so mm-hmm. much. But it's exciting to see that maybe this this young man actually gets to play. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy. What are you looking most forward to, Al? Last question for next season. Looking most forward to. Um, well, I'm looking real forward to you know going undefeated and uh, <laughs> and, and, and getting in the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. Um, no, I mean, I'm just, man, I'm looking forward to what Jimbo's building. I think he's on the right track. And I mean, very much. We've, we've seen it. He's recruiting. He's, he, he's doing all the, I mean, this is more than I dreamed of that he would be doing at this point in time. And so I'm excited for the future. I know that, uh, you know, he's taking us the right direction. Man, I can't wait. 
I can't wait to see what we do this year. I think we got a great team, and uh, and it's a young team, and we're gonna we're gonna be good for for years to come. This is a good point. Very good point. Yeah, I mean, A and M football is on the rise. It's a hot stock. Fonbaum's been saying it for years, as I said in episode one. We've got everything we need in College Station to be a national oh, contender yeah. every year. And with Jimbo and hoping and praying, <clears throat> and we got him. And now he just he's as long as he keeps us consistent and focused and fundamentals, we're going to be at the top all the time. Just right there. It's just we just got to get that little extra to be like right there with Alabama. We can do it. It's just we got to figure out that 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 formula. Yeah. No, I agree. that's right. Hey, before, before I let y'all go, I want to bring up one more thing. Did y'all hear about the news today with uh, Shadrach Banks, the true freshman receiver, entered the transport, transfer yeah, portal? I did. I did. Yeah. Didn't even make it a, the four-star. Didn't even make it the full semester. Didn't even make it full semester. He's, he, he just came in the spring. And uh, old Billy Lucci was talking about it. Came in overweight. Did y'all already talk about this? No, not at all. Nope. Oh, yeah. He. I mean, he came in like over 250 pounds. Oh, Jesus. A wide receiver. Good guys. Well, see you. Well, la- see you later. Good riddance. Hasta luego, good friend. And and I mean, but and I mean, he was great in high school. There's no doubt about it. He was good. I mean, he was a great athlete. But you know, everybody, the coaches came in, the veterans on the team came and said, "Hey, guys, you get you got to buy into this. You got to lose some weight. Maybe you need to change positions, something." And <laughs> and, and he wouldn't have it. He just. You know, he just said, "Nah, I'll just go somewhere else if y'all want me." Like I mean, that's crazy, right? That's silly. That is yeah. silly. This transfer culture, I think, is killing the game, and that's a that's a discussion for another day. But uh. I agree with you. That that'll be next week's conversation. Again, this episode is presented by Slain Irish Whiskey. It is a delicious Irish whiskey out of, believe it or not, Ireland. It is a gold medal winner. It has three casts. It's blended. Delightful. I'm drinking it right now. I'm getting a little bit of a buzz, so Kylie will be super happy with me. But please go out to your local liquor stores, buy a bottle of this, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Instagram, tell them that you heard them from the Giggum guys. And uh, Josh and Dustin and Al were telling you to go buy it, and you did it. So Slain Irish Whiskey, taking care of us, you take care of them. You know, Al, I think that's a great topic for next week is the, the por- and kind of take a break just from A&M specific, but talk about the portal and how it's changing the game. Sounds good. Yep. Well, yep, I like that. Well, Al, I thank you for being here every week, man. It's it's fun to have you, and uh, you enjoy hopefully a cold beer on the patio since you're not at the <laughs> at the Papacitas tonight. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Thank y'all for having me, man. We'll talk to y'all next week. All right, Thanks, later, buddy. All right, we'll see y'all again. Al Agner out of uh, Longview, Texas. Always, always a good guy to have in. knows knows what he's talking about. He's fun, and man, I can't wait to go to some football with him. Oh yes. And, you know, we'll go into a little bit. The transfer portal, it, it's one of those things I won't go in too depth because we're going to okay. talk about it. It's a love-hate. It's kind of hard <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah. to not to agree with it a little bit because a coach can leave at any time. Any time a coach can leave and go somewhere else. This is true. Yeah. And I think I think the portal is a good thing for certain reasons, but other reasons you, you can't just leave just because. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, there's the, the hindering part of – you know, relationships, you know, locker room is like this guy enters the portal. There's certain reasons, optimisms, like why did he, you know, you know, was it for good reasons or anything going on with his personality clashing uh, with the locker room? So there's that concern or it's just the depth, you know, uh, based off their position. But we can talk about that. Yeah. 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 Next week we'll talk about the transfer portal, and we'll just talk about the tight ends. We don't even need to talk about who's better, <laughs> who's worse, who's the breakout. Uh, just go over that. No, I just wanted to share, you know, something that 
I'm just going to put another big projection out there, what I'm excited to see. Okay. How you talked about Al. Um, I really put out there on a nice Smith. He's definitely going to do over 500 yards in receiving and rushing. I think we can all agree on that. I'm going to put one of them out there where he's actually going to do over a thousand yards with one of those. So okay, over 15 plus total all-purpose yards. I mean, I I see that. I think it's more like 2,000 with <laughs> with uh, with, I, with with punt returning, kick returning. Yeah, I think he'll be. Well, a, if you remove that, just right. But yeah, if you put that in there, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about excitement. For me, it's going to be the run game. Um, I, I love the run game. I love that old school smash mouth football where it's not <laughs> just a just not score smash at will. Mouth, it's 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 you know time control it's flipping the field and That's Jimbo yeah and I want to see I hope you know I say Spiller's going to be I think he'll have a little less yards this year because I think a chain is going to get a lot more love in that backfield but um yeah I think I think it'll be I'm going to go on there and say two two 800 yard rushers I think I think it's going to be a heck of a season and that's what I'm excited to see is let's just keep running it down people's throat it oh man I, as long as our o-line can put something together that foundation I'm fully on board with that. Both of those guys can run the heck out of the ball as long as we can make some holes for them. I mean, that and, I mean, as long as we're passing the ball, you get all your receivers back. The passing opens up the running. The running opens yeah. up the passing. They bo- That's a win-win, but super okay. excited about that. Now that you open my eyes to that, yeah, I can uh, see too. That's what I yeah. tend to do. I open eyes. That's what <laughs> they say. Hey, guys, we are the Gigum guys. We appreciate you all tuning in this week. This comes every Saturday at 10 a.m. on YouTube unless we have something more important to do like be with our wives and – work and yep. just can't make it but we appreciate y'all tuning in uh, please if you are following us on facebook or anything like that go over to youtube and subscribe i uh, want to give a shout out thank you to sam being here making sure that uh, the lighting and everything is good and recording thank you al for being in and dustin i thank you for that long one mile drive that you make <laughs> for filming days <laughs> other than that we're the gigging guys i'm josh i'm dustin from here in cypress texas we'll see you next time gig em.